Welcome to the great land of small that is the B-movie breakdown. The next level of hell. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. We can go with that. We- <laughs> you, should, you should just use every episode as... Welcome to B Movie Breakdown, the next level of hell. <laughs> that's the like uh the next that's like the like the sequel reboot of B Movie Breakdown is B Movie yeah. Breakdown colon the next level of hell. Yeah, colon the next level of hell. Or it's just that that post three hundred episode glow where we just change the intro to this welcome to B Movie Breakdown, the next level of hell. So what movie are we talking about? <laughs> I'll drop it next week when uh, when sometimes friend of the show Pat comes back to the or if he comes back next week I'm assuming he will but we'll see um, if he's just back throw next it at him. I'll just throw it at him and see <laughs> swerve and then I'll be like Pat are you ready to worship the devil and then... <laughs> we changed formats completely last week yeah we're actually going to do some seances this October so Pat I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, when the rainbows go over the rainbows, or whatever the fucking weird sounds I mean, they're saying in this week's movie. Um, but it, this is the B-Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast. We find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Lots yeah, of what the fuck going on this week. Especially. So uh, the listener week. who did, uh, you know, give him a, another quick shout out here. I believe his name was Damien. But I, I Damien Smith, I'll give him another shout out here. For suggesting this week's movie, uh, truly appreciated. It was a, it definitely was. He wanted he wanted us to watch a more what the fuck kind of movie, and uh, this was yeah, definitely. Damien, I'm just gonna pretend this was like submitted by like a production studio, and this was your production studio. I want to <laughs> pretend you made this movie, Damien, because I got a lot of questions for the people who made this movie. So I'm gonna ask them to you. Yes, we're all the every question we ask today will be uh, geared towards Damien, and uh, hopefully he gets back to us and answers all of the questions for us. There'll be many in, in, in his the best way possible. Uh, yeah. If you want to know what the next movie that we're going to watch is, make sure you listen to the end of every episode where we reveal what the next movie we're going to discuss on the podcast will be. Uh, you can follow us on social media at B Movie Breakdown, especially over there on the gram. You can email us like Damien did over at bmbpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions like he did or movies that you made and you want us to watch or anything like that, well, like Damien did, he made this movie. so He, he did. Uh, he, he, and totally he sent it did. to us via YouTube. Yep. And yep. Um, he, he put it up for the masses. It's that ad money. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted that. He needs everybody to see, you know, he needs everybody to see this movie. It was actually so left over from YouTube, from YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, whatever it was called. <laughs> it was called YouTube Red at one point, then called YouTube Premium, and now it's still called YouTube Premium, but they don't have, I think you could still watch some of the shows, but like they don't like promote it now. Now pretty much they just promote like, you can watch everything ad free. Yeah, which I mean, that should have just always been the thing. Which it, granted, in my the trials I did of YouTube Premium Red whatever in to in order to watch the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, which I could have I guess I could have just waited until it went on Netflix. That's what um, I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, which is funny because somebody else recently was like, "Oh, I finished season two and now I, it sucks. I have to wait for season three. I was like, "Yeah, I've been waiting since April of 2019." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and these days that feels like 20 years. Yeah, and they were like, what? Really? That's when the second season came out? Like, yeah, it came out that long ago. <laughs> and I've been waiting for season three. Uh, but, you know, good thing Netflix picked it up. But yeah, anyways, um, when I did have it, it was wonderful 
being able to watch YouTube without ads, but also when you're watching it on your phone, you can close out of the app but still listen to what's going on. Nice. So say you're listening to a podcast or anything like that. Right. Uh, you know, you can go into, like, if you need to open your email, you can open your email and not have the video stop. Well, my, uh, I mean, my, I don't know if it's an updated for the app, but my phone lets me do that. Oh, well, maybe so you maybe they, just, they Maybe they were just like, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Well, people think, see, that's the thing, though. People will pay for things that they think they need to pay for, but if they've been getting YouTube for free... It's like, I don't want to pay for that. Right. And like the ads, they're not that bothersome. No, I do hate. Usually them, you could skip. Usually you can skip it after like five seconds. I mean, I remember. I mean, we both remember the days when YouTube was not ads. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, yeah. Time. <laughs> that what was a time. wild time on the Internet. Internet was a wild place. You know what? It still is a wild place because uh, there's some spooky podcasts out there that I think you could listen to. Oh, where? What are they called? Uh, do I don't know, know about I think, them. I think there was one that you do know about. I think you could tell us about that. Uh, there's, I know one. Um, I helped make it. It's called Weird and Feared. Is that the one you're talking about, maybe? It is. It is. Okay. It's the, only, it's the only spooky podcast that exists. I was thinking that I was going on a limb. I think that thought that was the one. Yeah, Weird and Feared, man. It's getting October. Going to get real spooky this year. More ways than one. Because October ends with a fucking bang. So we'll see what happens um, in real life. But on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a lot of monsters, a lot of mayhem. Um, there'll be some art things related to the podcast that you can check out at Scatterville Stories, where I post illustrations on the Instagram and the Weird and Fruit Instagram. And then, um, yeah, pay attention to that for more spooky stuff this October, because things are going to get things are going to get spooky. All right. Well, things are getting maybe, spooky. Maybe scary, like oh. this week. Yeah, things show. are already things are getting spooky and scary already. You know, we we decided to do a request to kick off uh, October, and it's not necessarily you know we'll be doing horror the rest of the month. But I re- genuinely think we found something that is horrific, Correct. in its own right. It so is. So it it almost is is you know kind of fitting that we are watching that we watch this movie this week for the start of you know October and all the spooky times that are going on, you know, all these other Hulu's doing like Huluween and like uh, sci-fi has their spooktacular and they're calling it Huluween. Yeah. Huluween. And, uh, you know, they do the 31 days of whole Halloween on Freeform or whatever. And AMC fright fest. And, you know, there's a million other, there's a million of them. Right. Uh, Huluween. but, but wow. no one's doing, no one is doing it right because no one else is starting it off. With uh, with the movie we watched this that we're discussing this week, known as the Great Land of Small. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. So this movie, we discussed at the end of last week's episode that possibly it had something to do with the same people who did The Peanut Butter Solution. Uh, I know you've never seen that movie before, but I have, and Pat knows about it as well. Um, but I right away when it, the movie started and it said, Tales for All number five, 
I was like, yep, this is the same. And I Googled it, and yeah, so it is. It's part of the same movie series as uh, The Peanut Butter Solution. Peanut Butter Solution was Tales for, uh, Tales for All number two. And uh, this is number five. There was actually a number zero of the... T- <laughs> so, Tales for sure. All. So, like, that, there's six. And they, were, and they were all based off... Um, well, eventually, they were either... they became books or were books. I think they had books come out in correlation with these movies. Uh, all, all in Canada. These are all French Canadian okay. um, releases. Uh, I think you could probably get that maybe a little bit because of the, the dubbing that was done in this movie. Maybe uh, it was very obvious that there was a lot. Some people didn't need it probably, but other people, maybe, I don't know. It's weird. It's because the same thing with peanut butter solution. There's a lot of like dubbing when it's like not necessary, but it's like maybe the people had like too strong of like a French accent. And then I mean, but I don't people, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it's wrong for people just to have accents. Just deal with it. But the kids already they still did. They still did have an accent. So it's like it wasn't. It wasn't just their regular voice because it matched up perfectly. But then the mom was like definitely dubbed sometimes. I don't know. It was very weird. Uh, but yeah, so, so so they have a lot of movies. The Christmas Martian is one. The Dog Who Stopped the War. Bach and Broccoli. I don't care about that. Uh, Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler. I think we discussed that last week. Tommy uh, Tricker? Tommy Tricker. And then, yeah, and the Stamp Traveler. And then another one called The Return of Tommy Tricker. Uh, the Clean Machine. The Flying Sneaker. One called Whiskers. I can only imagine it's about a cat um there's one called my little devil somewhere with the ghosts daniel and the super dogs and then this fucking film and then then so the great the great land of small is just a synonym for hell right that's what that means yeah so essentially um if you ever wanted to know like where the leprechaun comes from in the leprechaun movies this is where he comes from because this movie is essentially about a leprechaun. Right, never absolutely. The term no, leprechaun, which is but cool, all, but that's what he is. It's cool, but that's what he is. And then there's all these Irish people too. In can in French can Canadian Ireland, <laughs> you know, like Little Ireland. There's like Little Ireland in the middle of. Like, I mean, their like, accents were. I don't know. I didn't think their accents were that. I just thought I didn't. I no, well, just like I mean, the names, right? The names, like the da- grandpa was like... Oh, like Flanagan the, or whatever. Flanagan, O'Toole. It's like all sure. these like... Right. Hey, the, the North America is a melting pot. Right, no, yeah. I just, I'm just joking about that. It's like in Quebec where the grandparents lived. They had right. like a... Like some places have like Little Italy. You know, like in Chicago, there's Little Italy. Right, yeah. or Chinatown. Uh, sure. In, in Quebec, Canada, there is a... Whatever town they were in... There is a little Ireland, and that's where the show is. It's not, it's not impossible. Not impossible. Which it's is fine. definitely, it's definitely not. And uh, you know, what other, you know, what other thing I was trying to find out too before, uh, like before we started, was this like Star Maker logo. Did you see that logo in the beginning? Star Maker. How could I not? The logos in the beginning were so long. Especially the one that was for RNG video. I was thought that something was you? wrong. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, are you fucking... I probably skipped the first, like, 30 seconds of the movie because I'm like, what? You gotta hear. 
And then the fucking the uh, the music in that one with the cartoon opening. So yeah. It was so loud and like that it was, was it that, was insanely loud. It was very loud. And I was like, oh, but man, was, that was uh, a sign of the times. Looking back, looking back, that looks like they were in the Great Land of Small. Those yeah. characters. They looked like they were in hell. Their company, Lafette, that's the company who did all of these. Okay. Um, but the Star Maker video was a, they just put out a lot of videos in the late 80s, early 90s. And I vaguely remember seeing that on some VHS tapes. I was trying to look up about that company. I couldn't find anything other than people just posting the logo. So, yeah, they, uh, yeah, it sounds like they have an affinity with hell. But this, I like, man. Because, like, I'm all, you know, you, you I may have discussed this with you before. We may have had this conversation before about how, like, demons and hell is cool, you know? But, like, maybe, the, maybe, maybe I have to flip it. Maybe the counter is, like, no, this is way scarier than any demon could ever be. <laughs> Bright colors, dancing, song, like, ominous things that people don't know what it means, but they act like it's happy. And they're all clapping and chanting. But was it happy, though? Because, like... I mean, we'll get into it, but like, sure. I don't really will. think it was a happy place. I almost think it was almost more like a purgatory. It's ominous, man. It's fucking ominous, and I don't like it. <laughs> it is very ominous, and it's funny. While this is a kids' movie, uh, I, I did watch a chunk of this movie with my uh, child, who is three. Yes, yes. And but we only we didn't get we didn't get to the point where he uh, like just insanity broke through. Uh, he, he was just bad. He, he watched the part where he was where it was just a boring movie, but like a family and their and Willie. Yeah, he thought the little the uh, Fritz was funny. He was laughing when he was like flying uh, with yeah, the rainbow he, and stuff. Yeah, Fritz is terrifying, and Willie, man, I was. Then they say free Willie at one point. He said, "Dog, is this what is it? When was this movie? When did this movie came out?" Oh, this movie's predating Free Willie for sure. They literally yell "Free Willie" because the dog's name was Willie, and they have to free him from the pound. Yeah, or Free Willy was like, Not Free Willy was like, mid nine, early to mid. Yeah, this was and this this was at the end. I did say eighty seven, didn't it? Yeah, and then Free Willy is ninety three. So like, just weird choice for the dog's name. And the kid goes, "We got a Free Willy, different movie, man. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> it's come out yet. It also, for a while, I forgot that the dog's name was Willy, and I kept thinking he was talking about a person." Well, that's your fault, man. It's a and dog. Then, so when they were going to, like, summon Willie to, like, join them, I thought it was going to, like, his friend was just going to get magically taken away from his, like, home. Oh, well, it's bad enough that poor dog doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, where am I? <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, we'll, so we'll the, get to it. But, like, well, and then then at the end, then at the end, they just, why they have to, why couldn't the dog just stay with his family and get hop in a car? It's so weird. Like, you're so, we got to send Willie back. Why? Because the mom thought he was at home, I guess. That was the only explanation I could think of in my head. You know what's a good way to explain the craziness to your mother? Be like, yeah, look, Willie's here. She's like, what the fuck? Willie's here. Well, they did try to say that, and the mom said he's not. Oh, she couldn't see Willie? No, Willie just wasn't in the room. Oh, I hate this. So okay. right, right away though, like when the when they show the mom with the kids in the beginning, I thought she was at some sort of like exercise class. So did I. And then I'm like, oh, what's going on in the background? Like smoke and like a she's like a circus class. Oh she's no, she up. works at the circus. It was uh, Cirque du Soleil, is oh. what she worked for. Because I noticed at the end, uh, I I 
per- specifically watch the credit, not all the credits, but just the end where it says like special thanks because I wanted to see if there's any weird stuff. And it said special thanks to Cirque du Soleil, which is a Canadian yeah. thing. So it kind of nice. makes sense there. But yeah, so she worked for uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil. And when they showed her doing her trapeze act, I legitimately thought that she was going to die. I so thought, did I. I'm like, this is where mom goes. Mom's gonna I'm glad you had the end. same thoughts. Yeah, I'm like, mom's, like, mom's going to meet her. I'm like, okay, well, these kids going to watch her mom tragically die? Yeah, I was like, okay, they're either they're going to watch her die. And then when she didn't die, I thought maybe like they were going to find out later on that she died in like a trapeze accident. Like that was going to be like, and then like, then they had to go live with the grandparents. That's how I thought this movie was going to go. Right. No, but they just wanted to show off the circus, you know, Cirque du Soleil stuff. Yeah. And which, and like, so like the kids are there, but they have to leave. But mom said it was okay for them to stay. And then she's like, well, when my part's over, you guys better leave. And you know, those kids are like, fuck that. <laughs> and they stay for the whole fucking show. Wasn't it weird when they, when they got off the bus to go visit their grandparents, that their grandparents greeted them right in the front of the door while other people were also trying to get off the bus? <laughs> There were people like squeezing past them while they I greeted be- their grandparents and had like a whole conversation. I believe you. I may have missed that because I was just like disgust. I was just like disgusted with what I was watching. <laughs> I was like, and I might have looked. I probably looked away and missed that. The, but I see, I'm glad you told me. Rumor has it you've got a lot of. Uh, you took a lot of um, of notes for this film, so I'm looking forward to, see, to seeing or hearing these bullet points. Oh yeah, I did take a lot of notes. There's a lot cuz like if you're really watching it the nuances, there's a lot of crazy nuances. We're just like, why is that? Why is that and, a thing? Well, even before they go and visit the grandparents though, uh we're introduced to a little person, leprechaun who uh, is named Fritz. We don't know this right right away. That scene alone what the fuck was like you it's... I couldn't tell what was going on. I was like, okay, I at first I thought for the little person with a leprechaun was like the same guy as the person who got on the horse, but it wasn't. Oh, sure. Because I you couldn't tell because they both had hats on. And I was well, like, you, are yeah, they just you using don't... a bigger yeah. person to get on the horse uh, because he can't get on the horse? Yeah, you, you didn't know the distinctions between Fritz and Mimic yet. You didn't know there's two different characters. No. And then, like, where did Mimic, he got this, he had this white, beautiful white horse. It's like white, so white, mystical. And... That, that horse escaped. The Great Land of Smalls. Or yeah, uh, Mimic uh, also has different abilities. I mean, he might just be a magician. He he might be... Why is his name a sorcerer? He might be a sorcerer. Why is his name Mimic? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't is that know. his real name? Or Maybe like for Fritz gave him some a little bit of gold so that he could, you know, do some magic himself. I mean, so, maybe, maybe Mimic ate, ate one of those people. Or maybe he was... I don't know. But the whole voiceover in the woods was so confusing. It was like, he's here to see if humans have changed. He's going to do something to the humans. He hasn't been back for 500 years. You know, there's like, he only has five spells to use on his journey that his brother gave him. And you're like, okay, who the fuck's his brother? Why is his brother giving him five spells? Right. I'm like, why do they I have a like, limit? What is going on? I was like, and then who are these hunting guys? What are they hunting? They're hunting the leprechaun, so they know yes. the leprechaun exists. That's what I thought, but yes. they still can't see him, even though they believe in it. Because I thought the only way you could see him was by believing. So, like, why can't they see him? Because they only half believe. <laughs> all Again. these are all questions for Damien. These are all questions. Yeah, Damien, let us know, please. Like, what was your vision? 
during the beginning of the scene where we didn't know what was going on. There was too many directions. You didn't, I mean, this is just the critique. I'm being gentle here. I, you, didn't, you didn't quite guide us into the opening of your film. But I still don't understand anything about the, the Finnegan and his hunters. Like, how do they know about this? Why can't they see him? Also, they believe. Do, so I don't also, understand. They, if they believe, they should be able to see him. That's the rule. Also, did he legitimately say at one point, Flanagan, that he was they were hunting rabbit eggs? He did say, okay, so they were they were blocking the road as yes. if they were the police, telling passerbys they need to find a new route to go. Yeah, uh, you quickly learn that they have no authority because they are They're not a militia with the police. They're like a militia. Good yeah. thing no one does that nowadays. No one's doing and that currently. The police officer, uh, Mister Patrick O'Toole. He, you know, tells them, you know, oh, well, hunting rabbit eggs is illegal. We yeah, are they don't exist. They also don't exist. Rabbit, rabbits don't hatch from eggs, right? Is it different in right. Canada? <laughs> is, it, is that what happens up there? Well, why did he tell them that it was illegal? But also, I think they're talking, because rabbit eggs don't exist. I think they're talking in code, but I don't understand this, this lingo. Because, like, does he just mean he's going to shoot this guy? Or does that mean he's going to jail? Yeah, or does I that mean know. he like knows what he's he's doing something? Because well, he was Patrick hunting in the dark with flashlights. He, he did say like, "What have you been doing hunting in the dark with flashlights?" But Patrick yeah. has no idea about the leprechaun stuff. No, no, no. But like, Patrick is not involved in this movie as much as I thought he was going to be. I, they they alluded to like a, a love romance type of possibility right. thing and, with and, the mom, and then they, they're they're just like, "Ah, we don't care about this." So I want to know. I want to know, Damien, was there deleted scenes? Uh, with Patrick and the mom and like a side love story that we just yeah, didn't did, see. Did you cut them because you thought that it was um, not good for character development? Like, um, like basically, did you think it was bad for the plot to have the extra character development? Like it slowed it down? Yeah, it might, it might have slowed it down a little bit more than it was already kind of slow in the beginning. But how did you like when David pulled out that gun on Flanagan? Awesome. That kid should got blown. Uh, again, not America. <laughs> Let us throw blast you. <laughs> I mean, different, different, different country, I suppose. Well, also Flanagan wasn't a cop, but I guess he still could have just shot the kid if he had a gun with him. It's a funny, he never, did his other guys have guns at any point in time? They may have, but you know, didn't what David pull the gun on Flanagan or did he pull it on the officer? I thought he pulled, he it, pulled out it on trouble. Flanagan when but Flanagan point, was telling him he, to go a different way. Oh, right. Okay. And, and then, then he just like, had he it showed, in his hands. He still, showed yeah. Patrick. Then the, the officer was already aware that it was a toy. Yeah, yeah, Flanagan should just yeah. Okay, that's fine. I got that. Conf- I got that confused in my head. And do you remember, like, not long after that too, when the grandpa's like telling them the story of like the invisible people and whatever? And remember, he mentioned invisible beans. Yes, he did. He told the whole story about invisible. That's what got my attention. Like, all right, let's hear what we got, Gramps. Beans <laughs> never played a part in this movie. What invisible beings? I thought he said invisible beans. No, I heard beings, and then we got stories about invisible beings. There's no beans, man. It was beings. Maybe you just, maybe you just are very attuned to this Canadian accent. I thought he was. He had like no. an Irish accent. He um, sounded just like a guy. Oh, they just sound like guys to me. Um. So he said I thought he was telling them about invisible beings, like no, the invisible be- leprechaun yeah. people. But How then do you say beans. Say beans. Beings. Yeah, beings. It sounds the same. But he wasn't saying with the but then I but then I thought after that he started talking about invisible beans. And no. then 
because the because the because the little girl goes, "Are they good?" So I was like, "Oh, yeah. are the beans good?" And he goes, "Well, they could be good or evil." I was like, "Why are the beans good or evil?" Yeah, because he's talking about physical. He's talking about creatures, entities. You thought he was talking about beans when he's talking about beings. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> you couldn't. You the context clues didn't help. You're just like really on the bean train here. You're just like I, I already can't. understood the invisible being part because I understood right. the leprechaun thing. Right, and that's all he was telling you. That it's the beginning of the movie about invisible beings. He's just kind of laying out the story for you. I thought it was like a separate like thing where he was like, "Oh, well, they also have invisible beans." No, I mean, I I just have to say no. This <laughs> beings. I, I was like, because... are the beans can be good and evil? I was like, what the fuck is going on? Now I'm now I get it. It's it makes a little more sense now. Right yeah. when I read in my note, I was like immediately like, okay, I. My beings, beans, because the kid kept saying beings throughout the movie. So I got it. But when the little girl said invisible beans, I thought it sounded like she said beans, not beings. So I am not um, really sure. But when the kids do finally meet up with Fritz, um, they, you know, they're playing in the woods and they walk into a rainbow naturally like you do. Like you do. And you meet a leprechaun at the end of the rainbow who has his gold, and uh, he's an asshole. He's he a straight up piece of shit. He's garbage. He's a scumbag. He's garbage. He is just so mean to them. And in the leprechaun in this movie, or small person, or invisible not, being, or whatever. He's not a human. Want, he comes from a place want, where people look look like humans, but he is not a human and they're not human. Um, so that was played by an actor named Michael J. Anderson. Uh, most people will know him from Twin Peaks. That's like the thing he's most famous for is Twin Peaks. Uh, he's on the show Carnival as well on HBO, and he's been in a number of other things, but I think the thing that people know him from most is the land of the the great land of small. Is the great land of small and uh, Twin Peaks. This is actually like one of the first movie he's ever in. Is like this movie. Yeah, I don't blame him for the nonsense he was dealing with. Damien, <laughs> what did you make him do? <laughs> I'm so he made confused. him act like an asshole to the kids, uh, and then uh, he meets these kids, and then he's like, "I gotta go," and then he just flies away on the rainbow. But because he doesn't catch the rainbow at the right time, he only flies part of the way and then flies back to the kids. And the kids are like, he's coming back. And don't you think, like, if Fritz should be, like, upset about this and he didn't make it, he comes back and hugs the kids and then they kiss him. I didn't know where this movie was going. They gave him kisses on the cheeks and they just met this little man. Well, they would just grandpa told them stories about invisible men and they wanted they they realized they probably met one just because that's the thing you think. Yeah like, if, yeah. like to adults they're invisible, but at that point they just found a guy in the woods. Like, oh, this is this mystical man grandpa told us about. He could just be a guy in the woods. Yeah, he could just be a little person in the woods. He's and just then a they man kiss. in the woods. And they kiss a man in the woods. And then the kids are like, are you, are you a fantastic, are you like an invisible being? And he's like, I am. But he could just be a guy. I loved his responses to certain things like that. Like, yeah, duh. A lot of his responses almost sounded like that because he was a kind of a jerk. But it would be like, yeah, what else do you think? 
Like it was just like right. weird. Like the delivery was just really bizarre. Yeah, well, he was just he was the uh, yeah he was you know he's like your it's like an antihero. He's like oh well, he he has a heart of gold but he's a dick. But they've given me no information to know who he is at all. I was really hoping too when they gave him all that soda he was gonna like go bonkers. I almost turned it off. I couldn't take the burping. I just want to <laughs> turn it off. Yes, I thought he was gonna like go crazy though. I'm like I've never had soda before. Woo! Like. Yeah, it rips off rips off David's head or something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Be an extreme no, during, turn. He, he, during that time, he does tell them that he's from the other side of the rainbow, aka inner space. Which, again, this also got my attention. <laughs> I was like, "All right, inner space, huh? Okay." Yeah, it's a uh, you know very just, uh, just very weird. And then then also throughout this time. You're kind of following like Flanagan and like he owns a bar or something. And like this girl, Sarah works there, like throwing in Sarah. That was like a really weird, like, right. Like, why did they add that character in there? I have no idea. And then like Flanagan ended up being like in love with her. Like, did you get that at all through the whole movie up until the end? Did you get that they were in like had a relationship? I thought that was his daughter. Was it? The the girl? Sarah. Yeah, that's his daughter. Oh, it was? She was getting dressed like above like their house. They, well, like the above the bar. Yeah, and that was like his bar, I thought. Yeah. Cuz then I she called they were in a relationship. Didn't she call him dad? I don't remember her calling him dad. I remember I just... At the him end, he's calling... like, I love you, I love you. Like, I never wanted this to happen. Yeah, I thought it was his I daughter. thought they were in, like, a relationship. Oh, I didn't I just... know they... I, I didn't know they had anything to do with each other up until, other than that she worked for him. Because she I was walked... a waitress at the bar that he that he owned. And he was, like, rifling it was his stuff. He, like, I went in her was... room. I thought it was his daughter, man. I thought it was See, his daughter. You're the better idea than me. So, like, when he goes and, like, rifles through her room, I was like... What the fuck is this strange guy? He just went into her fucking apartment and started yeah, going. That makes to it makes more sense if that if he is her father. Yeah, it's just still though, it, like didn't, if her her room felt like more like the, an apartment above the bar. It's a it's a small town, and like that's the bar, and like it's a room up there. Right. Well, we only saw like the room part. You know what I mean? It's. It's yeah. just I just I watched the whole movie and thought it was his daughter, because like. That's why she was trying to, because yeah, there's no, there's like no romance going on. It was just like a, like we care about each other, like we're father and daughter. Um, you know what else was also around that time? Uh, was the how much did you like some of the songs in this movie? I just left the room. I was like, I'll come back. I gotta use the bathroom or something. I'll come back when the song's over. The one song though that was like, eh, singing all day, I'm singing all I hate day. It. I can't take it. Don't want it. <laughs> it had some weird lyrics. One of them was like, I tell him to shut up. It was like, what? Yeah. And the cadence, like, da da da, I don't want to hear it. I hate it. I'm singing all day. He's singing all day. Then I'm going to go do this. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah, singing like, all day. <laughs> the, the, the song was just an attempt to make them walking on a road doing nothing seem less long. 
because <laughs> it's like oh, they're still walking on the road for no reason. This is not. It was like this, that's like the montage adventure scene, but there's no montage. They're just walking on a road by themselves. Yeah, they literally weren't doing anything no, else. They will not. They and were not. It literally, it just led to them getting chased by Flanagan's men, who yeah. chase children into. Well, mimic also helps them in this time too, but they ch- get chased into a canoe. Uh, Fritz is like screaming, I hate water. I hate canoes. He and he's like losing his mind. Then they go down these insane rapids. <laughs> like it's Wild. out of control. And then that's when the movie changes. Yeah. That's when the whole movie takes a 180 and turns into this. They just basically go to, I, I, I basically assume that they either went to purgatory or hell because yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like to believe that those kids did die. Like, they died briefly in the rapids. Their canoe crashed. It could have. I like this interpretation. And all those, I mean, it's just the idea of going to hell and having it be this, like, this bright, colorful place where, like, people sing and dance, but it still just feels like dread is pretty appealing to me. Yeah. Because they, it's horrifying. When they show and up then, in, like, the, in the great land of small, it's just... Wow. I, I wish I could. I wish I could describe to you how, how like, because I was waning in and out of paying attention. Because I was like, okay, whatever, get moving. I get it. Well, they meet their leprechaun friend. They're gonna have adventures. And okay, great. He's yeah. And then like, and then the, the more the this as as the land, the great land of small slowly starts to develop in front of my eyes, and as I can hear it with my ears, I start to lean back in my chair and go, what? And then like these um <laughs> these these like questionable statements you meet a king and then as soon as you find out like fritz had his like mission from like the queen and like she knows him personally and that he was supposed to do these things and it seems like he fucked something up like what is going on here and it keeps going and like oh now the king and queen the king who is his twin brother for just because (laughs) at first i thought he was the king i was like wait fritz is the king no, and they they make him. He has to say out loud, like, "Oh, my twin brother is the king," because we were all asking the same question. Because of course they didn't really have similes interact with each other, because those guys were not in the screen at the same time, except for like a very far away shot that was super. Impo- it was very weird. But then the king and queen want to. They can't have children, Corey. But they can take children. And after they take them, what do they have to do to them? Give him to Slimo. Give him to Slimo, and then you're like, "What? Who is who? And what is a Slimo?" And then you're yeah. with that was like the most I felt in tune with those kids because the kids were like, "What's a Slimo?" I'm like, "What is a Slimo?" Yeah, that's when my notes really got out of hand. Uh, I mean, so but it takes so long go to, to get to Slimo and hell. Like we've watched it for like forty five minutes. Yeah, half the movie. Literally about 45 minutes, almost 45 minutes exactly. It's just kind of like a ho-hum, like, do-to-do kind of film with, like, a leprechaun-ass creature and gold. And, like, we have to keep... We cannot let people forget Flanagan is exhibiting bad behaviors whenever he pulls out the gold. Like, even before they go to Slime Town, He's kind of, like, fucking with it. Like, oh! Oh, and yeah. Then, he's turning into, like, be, a maniac. Just a pure yeah, maniac. Yeah, but anyways, you were... Go ahead. That's when your nose. Well, got I was just saying, like you know, uh, another feature of that they show in like the Great Land of Small too, all the colors and things. There's like people that are butterflies, 
like butterfly people. Yeah, is the thing. And then there's all there are a lot of like little people in, featured like in the movie, but then there's also a lot of like kids. Uh-huh. And then there's also a lot of like regular sized people, but then just like clearly standing further behind other people to look small, like forced well, perspective. I, I'm sure. But I just think it's the it's the kind of assortment of souls you get once you go yeah. to hell. I think they were trying to make them all look small, kind of, but not really, because the queen she wasn't small. She was like no, normal. and and she was mom. The queen looks just like mom. Yes, she does. That's fucked up, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, she does things like mom does, and she's doing. Trip it was the mom. Up. Yeah, I know it was. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. It was. So, like, oh, she does the same things mom does, and she's using her circus skills. I'm That's like, why what? I thought they were in, like, a hell purgatory thing, and that they died. Because they're, like, oh, they're, like, dead, knocked out in the water. You know, there's something, like, they're unconscious, and this is, like, where they're at. Because, like, in the real world, they cut back, and the police are searching the yep. river for bodies. Which is, that adds to, that adds to the drama, because all of a sudden it got real serious. And then the the mom is like devastated, and Patrick O'Toole, the police officer, he basically like is like, yeah, they're dead, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. We can't, we can't find them. Yeah. <laughs> and then so they, when they're, I loved when they were walking up to meet the queen, and uh, Fritz is like, yeah, it's the, the king and queen's five hundredth anniversary, and he's like. 500? She doesn't look 500 years old. And he goes, oh, maybe it's 5,000th. Who cares? <laughs> I was like, I guess I... nothing matters. No, because I love, you're... How, I love how that was a line in the movie. Like, it, was it could good. be this or it could be this. I don't know. Who cares? But this, this well, sounds everything's like... thrown out the window right now. Well, when, when you're in hell, time is relative and nothing matters. And they also, when they introduced themselves to the queen and the king eventually, uh, are they like, oh, this is Willie. This is our dog friend. I love, I knew you would like that. I knew you'd like that because I liked it too. He's our dog friend. <laughs> Poor Willie. I feel so bad for Willie. Where He's our I? dog friend. And then they were like, did the humans pass the test? What the fuck? This is the second yeah, time they mentioned scary. this test, and we've never found out what the test was. That's what other makes than the test like good. to be better, pe- better than they were 500 years ago. Think about wh- wh- what people were like 500 years before 1986. Yeah, pretty shitty. <laughs> like people, like the evolution of people over 500 years. But see, time in hell doesn't it clearly 500, 5,000. Who cares? Time doesn't matter. And that's what makes the test great because you don't know what the test is. It's just some some creepy kind of reading between the lines type analysis from beings from another dimension from interspace. They're te- yeah, and I want to know why the king and queen. Why couldn't they have kids? Like, what was that? Because they're probably demons. Yeah, I guess, and that's where they're gonna keep Jenny and Dave or Jenny and David. And did you like how when like Fritz tells them that they can't leave, like, oh, you know, you get to tell them that they can't leave. Yeah, and that's Jenny how you goes, know it got dark. "What?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, do they, "Oh my god!" Do they know they can't? Do they know they can't leave? No. And then you're like, "Oh god, what, Fritz? You just abducted these children? 
and then the, and they're like, oh well, you're gonna be they're gonna be our kids, but they have to go they have to meet Slimo first. It's like, also did to you get think, did you sometimes think they were thinking? I know they were eventually saying Slimo, but sometimes some of the characters sound sound like they're saying Slimebo. I never heard that. So that's your that's in your mind. I never heard. You know what? You know who I always kept thinking was Miss was like all these like weird things I kept hearing with the beans and everything else was always Jenny. Yeah, she's the one that kept saying like it was like Slimebo, and I'm like, is is like is it Slimebo or Slimebo? And like, so like Slimebo is a who? This is she's Jenny. I'm on board with her, her stating these things out loud because she's like, What is going on? They just like they thought it's almost like they're literally characters who thought who thought they were sort of in a whimsical like kids' movie, then realized this is terrible, right? And then, like, the king and queen already have this basically babysitter nanny ready, the keeper, which he's a fucking creepy guy. And as soon as we know it's getting real scary, he takes them to their house and it looks like a dungeon and it's terrifying. Yeah, his house is a fucking dungeon. He's got a creature as a pet. It's like a person with it's a like person dog. It's a person with like like a cotton balls painted brown all over their face. He's a person dog. He's like a person dog. He's a person dog. But that doesn't and like those characters get introduced and then they just exist. They don't really do anything. I mean, eventually they do things. They do things, but like they just exist. I loved how when they go to the keeper's house too, Jenny's like and David, we're like, we can't be here. We got to go see our dad, who we don't live with and we don't see very often, but we got to go see him. It was like a really weird explanation about their dad. They really just wanted to explain to you where dad was. The film did. Like, I just assumed I, dad was in the just, picture. Yeah, it was just weird that they threw that in there. That they, that they had to say, we don't, he doesn't live with us and we don't see him very often. <laughs> right. It's like okay. Also, it's... when they when they go to the dungeon, like David goes, like the keep. Maybe the keeper said, like, "Isn't this cool?" But David said, "Yeah, this place is pretty cool." Like David, this place is not cool. This place looks terrible. Yeah, no, it's not cool. And then once you get to the slimo scene, and the people so, are all chanting slimo. I didn't like it. Slimo. I was I was this close to having chills in my body. Like I didn't have them. I didn't get there, but it was like this is borderline, like real bad stuff. Oh, I had chills once I saw what Slimo looked like. Well, he kind of once I saw Slimo, I just kind of he kind of ruined it. I'm like, all right. The I honestly didn't fear. know what I was expecting to see, I, but no, I wasn't but, expecting to see that. That's Slimo. Now that's a character in your head forever. Now I hope you're happy about that. You met Slimo. You know what Slimo actually kind of reminds me of is ego. Sure. He does. From the for those who don't know, from Marvel, uh, from the Marvel universe, is kind of yeah. But this guy's he, he's yeah. Slamo is he looks he does he has similarities. <sighs> but Slamo is just not. That's how you know this place is like above, like underneath the colors and the bright like atmosphere. It's just pure evil and pure darkness. And I because still Slimo, didn't even understand what's being no, slimo. Was. You don't get to. Like, you know, we don't get to. So like they're gonna be slime mode. So slime mode comes out and he's like, blah, blah, blah. and then he like goes into this like pit. Yeah. And basically, uh, if you're being bad, you get slime mode. So like uh, these two people are arguing and they're like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And then like, well, you're both gonna be wrong when you're when you come back after being slime mode. And if you 
don't be good. Next time you'll be banished to Earth. So they're just banishing people this, to Earth. Yes, yeah, so that's great. We get their trash, and then Slimo. But Slimo, so like, it's it's being Slimoed like good, bad because it can do being Slimoed can do many things to you. Right, but when those two guys get Slimoed, what happens to them? We never see them. We don't. Just, we don't get to know. Slimo, Slimo just raises up out of the ground and spits glitter out of his mouth. Yeah, maybe he made them into that glitter. Maybe he that's how he crosses thought, the gold. But then when the other lady gets Slimo right. and she's a volunteer Slimo'd. because she wants to be she wants to be more one with the sky, um, she gets turned into a butterfly person, but he still comes up and sprays out the glitter. So I was like, right. okay. Slimo can do sli- being slimoed means many things. And then they were gonna slimo the kids, which didn't Correct. happen. But I was no. like, oh my god, what does that mean for them? What happened? They were going to be made immortal. They were not going to age, and this way they could exist in hell. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's all that they would have stayed kids forever, and they would have just existed. I mean, the king and queen, it's I mean, there's uh, there's other kids in this domain. It seems like I mean, I guess they're not human, or are they souls? Never thought this movie would make me ponder these questions, but here I am. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, at least when you got slimoed, you got to go down a fun slide. Yeah, but sometimes you don't come up or you go down for a while, then you'll come up later. Yeah, and then well, also, why did a man have to pick you up and put you on the slide? You can just slide it yourself. Yeah, it's weird. Like the lady designated slider. Especially the lady who was volunteering to do so. You'd think they would let her just go down by herself. Yeah, she seems like somebody who's just like bought it into the fucking cult. And those guys were <laughs> those and those guys who were arguing were just like it was, but it was like they're getting slime mode. I would love to well, that's a lie. I would not love to rewatch that scene. But I would watching that scene to pick that apart a little bit, just for my own sick sense of what this hell is like wouldn't i mean it'd be a waste of my time i don't know why i'm talking about it i definitely did but not i'd like expect, to know more about it i definitely did not to see uh did not expect to see a, a creature that looked like slimo in this movie nope me neither that's like, why i knew it was yeah, especially the way things were going even when they got to the fantastical like hell world and you know everybody's in colors it was all none there were no like creature effects other than like the dog pet person creature thing it was like okay well that's kind of weird but whatever he's got like cotton balls painted painted brown on his face like whatever and but then they then slimo comes out and it's like okay here we go like what the fuck is going on and then when later on when flanagan is like all powerful i'm the man man. i'm the greatest man who ever lived uh he's yeah he keeps saying i'm the greatest man alive He's losing his mind. His hair's all crazy. He's got the gold. Did you notice that Slimo was like behind him at yes. one point? Yes. I was like, at the, at that, the end, yeah. yeah. That's what made me think about ego. It was like, okay, well, yeah. it's like Slimo is going to like take over the world now, like with Flanagan, like in like all encompassing Slimo. When how, and then when like even before like the very end of that part, when, um, when he's in the bar, um, like just by himself, like playing with the gold. Like Sarah walks in and she's just like, and she has to run out. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just imagine if you walked in on, you know, your father conducting magical spells when he's never been able to do this before in his life. And you're, and he's like setting apart the bar, which we presume is theirs since they're in there after hours and they're both there. 
Right. That's what I kind of, that's what I pieced together. Well, yeah. And so she works like, there and he was like, remember he was like, I told you not to serve him. Mimic. Remember right. he's like, yeah. Know, Cause he's all crazy and drunk anyways all the time. Yep. Poor mimic. Yeah. We, we haven't talked about mimic enough. Cause he's just this random, well, he's just a, like he's vagabond. just a crazy homeless man. He's just a crazy homeless man who has his own powers. Possibly with his magical horse. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I don't. There's not. That he calls Merlin. They, the horse's name is Merlin. They also start to like. They kind of build up mimic for a little while, and then eventually he just becomes like nothing. No, they forget about him. They were saving <laughs> him for the sequel. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Great land of small too. I can't even imagine what that would what they would entail. But like then they have. But like then there's like Sarah helps out the kids, and like there's a bunch of like and stuff Sarah, going on. She gets thrown into all this. She's down by the river and the kids come out of the river again, like makes me think like they were just like knocked unconscious or something and floating in the river. And then they show up and then Sarah's like, they've everybody's been looking for you. And the first thing the kids say to them or say to Sarah is like, you need to believe in invisible beings <laughs> and magic. <laughs> And then Sarah's like, how hard did you, you guys hit your, you guys did hit your heads, huh? Yeah. Like, she's like, you need to believe in magic and invisible beings. And she's like, okay. That should have been her response. It's like, all right, like, you need help. No, the, the, but then they were like, look, we have a dog friend. Then that's not Willie. We have a man dog friend. Yeah. Because he came with them to earth. Uh-huh. The, uh, so the did dog the keeper man and the keeper. The uh-huh. keeper was like swinging David on a swing in the barn and like wanted to play baseball with him. Isn't it kind of sad though that David just really wanted somebody to play baseball with so bad throughout this entire movie? Yeah. I mean, he could have, he would have played baseball with Willie if he could have. Oh, yeah, for sure. His I mean, his daughter. grandpa was probably played with him. We just didn't really get to see that scene, but uh, no. then he was going to play with the keeper and the keeper wanted to play with them. And uh, that was kind of weird. And but then you also find out that, uh, you know, good old Fritz, he has uh, burned all his spells because he yep. used his last spell to get the kids out of the... It's it's kind of weird that, the you know, Fritz ended up, you know, kind of being like, okay, maybe these kids shouldn't be here. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want them to get slime mode, which I guess is a good... It's a sign of a man with an actually good heart. Yeah, but like clearly being getting Slimo is like a whole thing in their world. So does he really feel that weird? It was like, it, it was like, I don't know. Yeah, was, he, he, he didn't Yeah, he just didn't want to take him away from the dad they barely ever see and their mother because that would be sad, which is what they told him. And that kind of convinced him like, all right, these guys belong on Earth. They don't belong in wherever the fuck we are right now. And then, so because he burned all the spells... For some reason, the keeper can go back. Does he have spells? He didn't use up all his spells. No, Who knows well, I, didn't, how... I didn't know he was given spells. Well, no one told well, you. Well, him having spells, you just assume he was given them. Yeah, nobody told me he had spells. So nobody did. You're right. I mean, you're correct. Nobody did tell you that. <laughs> so I didn't know he had spells, but clearly he did because they walk if walk off into this like prairie and. You know, they say goodbye to the kids and uh, we should, before yeah, before it closes out, like Flanagan almost kills his daughter. And we talked about it briefly. Right, I was, yeah, I was going to. OK, all right. Never mind. Go um, but I was just I just wanted to get into like, you know, like that they walk off into this prairie and basically Fritz, because he has no spells left. What the fuck is he going to do? 
Well, he teams up with Mimic, and Mimic has powers. That's well, where he, the he doesn't want the kids to know that he's still there, which is weird. I thought that was weird. Like he doesn't want them to know that he's, he's still. Yeah, he's, he's done with that. Yeah, but Mimic and him are cackling as they walk into the forest. I'm like, what are you guys gonna do? I hope this horse runs away from the you maniacs. Yeah, I don't know, but like he's like, tell my brother to maybe bring me back. I'm sure his brother probably will after he got the gold and everything was fine. Like, I'm sure he's just going to, like, go get him and, like, bring him back. I hope he sends a hit. I hope he sends a hit squad to take him out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, Mimic and Fritz have to avoid the hit squad placing him by his twin brother. Holy shit. Uh, but, yeah, like you were mentioning, though. Uh, well, Planet- hold on. Mimic. They talked about people being banished to Earth. Maybe Mimic was one of was, those people. Could have been. So he, that's why he knows about stuff well, and he can he, still see. Well, I feel like if he was one of those people, he would just he would fully know that that was a thing. But like he was always singing those rhymes about the invisible people. So I feel like he was just like a local crazy person. I don't who, know, man. Who could see Mimic, but or not it's Mimic Fritz? Because I feel like if he was from there, he would have been like talked about it more or something. But I mean, we don't get much Mimic dialogue, anyways. You know what I mean? And they set up the fact that if you believe, you see him. So that's how you initially start. Like, oh, he just believes we can see him. But maybe he can see him for a whole other reason that we didn't think about until the movie shifted into what kind of movie it was. Like, oh, maybe Mimic. Maybe he's something else. Just a maybe. Yeah. It doesn't have true. to be. It could be. It could be very well. Uh, speaking of being something else, Flanagan, you know, when he's on the top of the mountain or the hill or whatever. Incredible. Well, that's what I was mentioning. Uh, you know, you could see uh, Slimo coming into the scene yes. there. And, you know, and then his daughter tries to stop him and he pretty much almost murders her and she goes falling it, down the hill. She falls so far. And that's when he's like conf- like saying about how he loves her and stuff. And that's when I was like, oh, he's in love with her. And they have like a relationship or something. Yep. It's a I didn't realize daughter. daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I had to rewind a little bit because like he's on the mountain. And I'm like, wait, this is real dark. And did like he blow up the town? Did I miss something? Right? Yeah, it was like. And then like he knocks his daughter down. And he's like, oh, what did I? So like he was being controlled by like the fucking gold powers. Like he let the he welcomed it in basically. But then he had to yeah. when he got a once he almost killed his daughter. He's like, well, that's not what I wanted to do. I was just the greatest man alive. And now it's like, Jesus, calm down. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's a, I mean, it's just a wild experience. It really is just an insane. Oh man, it is just uh, this movie. But I mean, it's it's not as like talking about it. It seems, makes it seem like it is a slog of a film. Oh yeah, because forty five minutes is just like. Burr, burr, burr. Gee, I mean, it has really some weird, I, insane moments where you're like more so just questioning, like, what the fuck am I watching? What is going on? And then 45 minutes in, it just gets, like, balls to the wall, like, insane, out of control. Yeah, that's when it gets... I mean, I just... I mean, that's... I would have liked that sort of to happen maybe 10 to 15 minutes sooner, just a little, for the pacing. Maybe, maybe like, 20 minutes sooner. I was being generous, because I like the idea that you suck your... Like, I love it pulling, pulling in, like, kind of a... I mean, not even... Not as dramatic, because... 
from dusk till dawn is a normal movie until it's not. This still had like an invisible being with magical gold, like from the very beginning. Right. So, so I thought changing. they were going to be in yeah, like this whimsical, world goofy. When, when they meet him and they walk yes. into the uh, rainbow. I thought that was going to yeah. be when they get, he goes off on the rainbow and they go with. They ended up accidentally going with him or some shit like that. Yeah, like wizard. I'm basically like Wizard of Oz stuff. Right. I'm in a different. I'm in a different world. I'm having adventures. Right, which no, is another reason why sinister. I felt like it was like a you know the kids are in some sort of concussed catatonic state kind of thing, like Wizard of Oz, right? Like a, could be. Uh, you know, and she's passed out, or in the second one where she's being like gonna get oh, a lobotomy. God. Don't talk about that. <sighs> no one needs to talk about that. What happened to Dorothy? What could have happened to Dorothy is not good. It's not good. Absolutely out of control. Uh, but yeah, so luckily that did not happen for David and Jenny in this movie. Uh, it's it's funny though because like the dude uh, Damien who uh, well, you know the proxy who you know yeah, he, made, movie, he made this film. Yeah, he made it. Yeah. Uh, you know he remember he ordered. He, you do remember he said that he rented his mom rented for the this for him and his cousins at a sleepover and it was instantly instantly legendary in their in his family. I mean, it, I can see how it would so do it. much. That their mom contacted the video distributor to purchase a copy as a birthday gift. I can see how this would totally enamor you, because I can just imagine watching it. I, I feel like you would have me as a child. I mean, Damien, are you okay? <laughs> That's all I want to ask. Yeah, because this is wild. There's a lot of people on. A, well, there's only 14 reviews on IMDb, but there's a lot of people that are like, "I've been looking for this movie for years." Uh, a lot of people forget what the title was. So, you know, you have people that are like, I finally found this movie. Couldn't, you know, been looking for it for years, could never find the title or what it was uh, about because all I can remember was these kids went down the slide and became butterflies. And it's not really what happens, but close. Uh, so I asked around and finally right. found out what the movie was called, The Great Land of Small. So after looking all over for it, I finally found a video store that had it and I rented it. It's so great to finally know the name of this movie. I enjoyed it. was... A good movie and reminded me of Wizard of Oz, Chronicles of Narnia, and Never Ending Story. The only thing that upsets me is that the movie is not on DVD. I know it's a Canadian movie, but really put it on DVD already. Well, they have DVDs up there, don't they? One or two? Yeah, <laughs> one or two DVDs. Yeah, another person uh, finally found the name of this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie as a child. And I cannot remember, could never remember the name of the movie. I asked my dad if he remembered this movie, but we rented it when I was about five years old. I've been all around the two movie rental places, but no one knew what I was talking about. Friends thought maybe it was just a dream. All I can remember is this little leopard. Imagine telling friends about this movie and them never being able to see this movie. Yeah, they're like, man, you're making this up. Yeah. So it's just, uh, he's like, that is all I remember. Like, it's basically just the, you know, the leprechaun drinking soda. There's a leprechaun, people turning into butterflies. Uh, he said, you know, I'm not even sure if I've seen the entire movie. I might have fallen asleep. I mean, I was only five. This is a great movie, and I must see it again. An amazing magical film for little ones who dare to imagine that anything is possible. I know that my daughter will love to see this movie. I just, oh, I just thought of something. She's five. Now, isn't that a coincidence? Because he was. Yeah. I, yes, thank you. I kept up. I've been looking for this for years, and now I know the name of it. Thanks to all the comments that everyone has put on here. 
Thank you, everyone, for all the nice comments on this unforgettable film. The only sad thing is that none of this movie rental places lend out VHS tapes anymore. Everyone is converted to DVD only. Even pawn shops don't carry VHS movies anymore. Local libraries don't have this film either. And worst of all, it's not on DVD. So many people upset about this not being. They, they really want it on their DVD. Perhaps someone should put it on DVD. It makes me wonder what happens to all those old movies that don't get put on DVD. They're lost. For now, I will have to buy the v- VHS only, used probably. But I hope in the future someone will make a DVD out of this movie. Now you need the Blu-ray. Can yeah. I, lo- I did love one person said Canadian Nightmare Fuel Classic. Yeah, they know what they watched. Yeah, you know, come from the same people who made uh, Buttercream Solution, or butter, Peanut Butter Solution, Buttercream Solution. Uh, yeah, that's what I, in my head, I'm picturing the Buttercream Gang dealing with whatever. Uh, but this guy, his his whole like thing is pretty much just a, a recapture of the entire movie. So it's not like a, oh my god, I can't believe you know whatever you know thing going on. And, right. But yeah, well, this other person says movie that haunted my nightmares. I can't believe how many children from the late '80s were freaked out by this movie. The scene of the people being swallowed by the slimo monster haunted me since I was a little kid, until I wasn't sure. If it was actually from a movie or something I dreamed. <laughs> so glad this bizarre movie actually exists. Not sure if I will show it to my kids, though. It's a tough one. I mean, it's it's boring, and then it's just like crazy, and then it's over. Lots of people still have nightmares about this movie, too. I still have nightmares about this film. I was well, seven years old when this movie came out, and I was taken to see it with my best friend and by his mother. The memories of this film still haunt me to this day. Something about my about the strange imagery of the film caused it to feel more nightmares from my childhood mind than Freddy, Freddy Krueger or any other ghoul could ever hope to do so. For that reason, I don't know whether to endorse this film or not. The imagery in this movie was so bizarre, was so potent bizarre creepy enough to etch itself permanently into my seven-year-old consciousness so if you're interested in seeing what kind of what kind of film can do that to a child i'd have to recommend it if not stay away especially if you're a kid or have a kid with an overactive imagination i mean you felt it in your head like when it clicked over like you felt now imagine feeling that response as like a small child and not knowing like what i just didn't think this is what i was watching and it, it, yeah. it creates like a I mean, I'm, I'm no I'm no brain doctor, but, you know, it creates some kind of con- neuron, a con- neuron connection between like these two things that should not like switch. You shouldn't get goofy movie where a kid wants to play baseball with his fucking dog to slime and hell. And these kids are going to die. And an evil maniac bartender who tries to kill his daughter. It fucks your head up. I can see it. I can see. Yeah, because I mean, there's another person that so many people either had nightmares or like didn't understand like if they were like what happened to them you know like this person it's real i saw this movie as a kid and for years now i honestly thought it might have just been a really messed up fever dream in all honesty it starts off slow and i really think i and i think i enjoyed it way more than my kids just due to the nostalgia oh this guy's showing it to his kids i showed it to my kid 45 minutes of it i showed to my kid and he missed the part he doesn't have that neuron connection he missed it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you saved him. These saved. are impressed. These are impressionable years. Imagine if he stayed up just ten minutes later, you would have fucked his head up. <laughs> he would have been thinking about Slimo when he was twenty-seven. Have no idea why. He'd be writing a review on IMDb. Well, he'd be using whatever we use to con- interact with the computer, some VR system, or whatever. Yeah. His uh. his his neural implant would 
broadcast his feelings on the film in Slimo to whatever remains of the internet. Yeah, so we we got half of a horror movie for uh, to start off October, and that was uh, it's it, it if you really. If you want to see something truly bizarre '80s craziness, and you uh, you know you enjoyed things like, I mean, I guess if you enjoyed things like Neverending Story, but Neverending Story is a much better movie than this. Yes. Uh, but like maybe Peanut Butter Solution. If you like Peanut Butter Solution, the wackiness of that, uh, though this is wacky on a different level. It's definitely wacky on a different. There's a different thing going on here. But uh, you can watch, uh, you know, The Great Land of Small in full on YouTube. So next week we jump into full-on horror mode uh, for the month of October, and our you know our first uh, first dive back into the into the genre of horror here is a, a little trip back with uh, our, a good old friend of this show, the true friend of this show, who the the one the only Angela. What's Angela doing? She's uh, you know, hanging out in Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland. All right, Angela. Let's see what Angela is up to. Angela, once again, played by Pamela Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen's uh, sister. Uh, not the same actress, uh, you know, Felissa Rose, who played her in the original, but uh, but uh, she, Pamela Springsteen, did play her in the second one. The second one, man, that was a while ago. We watched uh, Sleepaway Camp Two. It's true. So it's it's definitely been a, that was Sleepaway Camp Two. Unhappy Campers, you know. And you know what's funny? That one, uh, just like this one, has like a weird like cover that is like not has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, who would what does she have like the puzzle box from Hellraiser? What nonsense does she? No, have? it's ju- it's not like how the last one had like Freddy Krueger. Though the one guy did have like the fake Freddy Krueger glove thing in this in the second That's one. That's true. No, it's just like it does count. It, it's like a girl in like a tank top, and then it just in showing some cleavage. It's not Angela, somebody else, and it says Sleepable Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland. She's back to slash last year's record. All right. Yeah, so anyway. I, I found because I, I found that poster, and then there's like the newer poster that like uh, Scream Factory, Shout Factory put out for their like release of it, which is like some badass artwork, you know. And then there's another cover I found with a totally different girl than the other one, and it's like this girl sitting on a bunk bed with an axe. Oh my god! And it's not Angela. It's not Pamela Springsteen, and it says Angela, the Angel of Death is back. Okay. But it's not her. It's not right. that actor. And even says Pamela Springsteen on the thing, but it's not. Co- it's not her. Covers are weird, especially back then. It's random nonsense. Yeah, just to get you back, right? You know, Sleepaway Camp 3. Angela's back. Here we go. So, yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is available on Amazon Prime Video. You can watch it uh, if, you, if you have that. I'm sure it's available maybe on, like, some other, like, outlets as well. Uh, YouTube in full or something like that, and it's. Uh, I think it's. I don't. I think this one doesn't even clock in in a full hour and a half. Wild, impressive. So, so there's there's that as well. Yep, just eighty minutes. Yes, 80, 80 minutes there. So there we go. Not even a full hour and a half. So yeah, Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland is uh, is our movie for next week. Uh, four B movie breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Nick. And that's Nick. Maybe sometimes friend of the show, Pat, will be back next week. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst.
It's the best of the worst. Be moved.